This is Four Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Air Fiend coming out. You stick on stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's gonna take the bump for this, he's gonna bump for it. I'ma take the bump for you. I'ma take the bump for you. Ho ho ho! I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and Santa brought you all the things you wanted and all the things you deserve. Hey, maybe you get a replica of the Fiend's Belt, eh? maybe you got that Ultimate Warrior action figure you've always wanted, or or indeed a copy of Hulk Hogan's sex tape. It's a fascinating one, that, isn't it? I don't know if you've watched it, it's fascinating. I couldn't stop thinking about the fact he keeps going on about how much he ate all the time. He's like, oh, I ate too much. I've eaten too much. You know what I mean? I thought it was only me who complained about that, John Sex. Anyway, I hope you had a good one. Uh, I'm Rab Florence, and as it's Christmas, we... Well, we couldn't be asked coming in, to be honest. You know what I mean? So, like every other podcast out there, we've decided to do a, a best of, you know, like a special kind of clip show type thing, like uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air used to do when they wanted to tackle some issues. You know what I mean? Deal with some... We're not doing that. We're not dealing with any issues here. Uh, the only issues... You've got plenty of issues you need to deal with yourself, actually. I don't know what you're doing listening to podcasts. You should be going and getting a wee bit of therapy. You can get it on the NHS. Only problem is we've only been going for nine episodes, so it's a wee bit of a shorter clip show than most, but this is a good chance, a good episode to get out there and let people hear it and tell them to get, you know, jump on the wrestling daft train. So this week I thought we'd look back at some of the best stories we've had for Grado, you know, in his life, his life in the business, because he really is, he's quite a character, he's not in the room just now as I'm recording this, but he is, he's, he's happy, he's, he's happy, you should try... You should try doing a podcast with this guy. You have any idea what it's like. You have any idea uh, the mental strength you need to sit opposite a guy like Grado uh, once a week. You, you really need... I dread to think what his girlfriend goes to. His girlfriend has to sit with him every night. She should do a podcast. She should, we, should be, we should be paying her. To, uh, anyway. Uh, so sit back and enjoy the Stevenson Dreams tales for beyond the map. One of my first training sessions when I was 14 year old in a post office in East Kilbride was one of my first training sessions, and it was took. Can you say took? Taken, Aye, take it. Taken, took it by none other than Jake Snake Roberts. The bold, Jake, hold the on, the bold Jake Snake Roberts himself. I was in a post office in East Kilbride. They put, they put mats down, and he trained. It was me and about 20 other guys. There was me. Red Lightning was there. Mark Dallas was there. Drew Galley was there. I was there. Uh, Jake the Snake sat there, he went through a multi-pack of Mars bars, a couple of bottles of Jack Daniels. He sat there, told stories all day, and he says, there's only one guy in this group that's going to make it. Only one person that's going to make it. No, Drew. Drew Galloway. Drew. Oh, he was right. Right. Well, nah, he's all made it, mate. Ah, we've done he's well. all made but it. Can I tell you about the best? The best part about that day was, although Jake the Snake was sitting there with his belly out and all that, tanning Mars bars, I got him a wee quiet bit, and I went, I goes... I pulled him aside. I goes, I goes, Jake, mate. All right, Jake. I goes, Jake. How do you, how do you, how do you throw a work punch? And he went, and fucking jabbed me in the chin, mate. Jake. Holy he gave me a work punch, man. It felt. 
that you can feel oh. a hangmate. I was 14 year old and I got punched in a post office in East Kilbride after Jake Snake Roberts. I must have felt like heaven, mate. No many people can say that. So you learned how to do a what punch after Jake Snake Roberts? Well, I... Can you, you do one to me right now? Uh, I do a what punch on me right now? Right, oh, he's going to do it. Right, come run. Right, so I'll just stay completely still. Oh! That, oh, my... Oi! Grado just punched... Oh, I tell you, I remember that time I was in a podcast studio and I says to Grado, will you show me how to do a what punch? And he came over and he fucking punched me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, isn't it a blessing when the lost find their way home? Oh, right to censor. See, when you were a wee guy, 12-year-old, and somebody's about to get their doors out, somebody's about to get put through a table. Am I right, mate? Wee, 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 wee. It busted you. Am I right? But you were obviously a couple of years older, and you thought that was, oh, I see what they done there. That was intelligent. Well, well, no, but, Whereas but still, that was raging. I love a heel to be a heel. Right, mm-hmm. I want a heel to be. I don't want a heel going out there getting cheered. Right, no. I like a heel when they're a proper heel. Stevie White sucks. People hated right to oh, censor. Oh, they really man. did. People, it got to the juicy bit, and then mm-hmm. and out they came, spoiled everything. People hated them, man. We'll never forget the fucking week that the Godfather turned to the Good Father. Oh, how heartbreaking yeah. was that? How, yeah, how heartbreaking was that? You've met him, was right? That? You've met him. Aye, What's aye. he like? Is he all right? He's brand new. He's brand new. Do you know what? He was um, He was on a show I was on in Preston and his luggage got lost coming from America, right? right. So, do you know? So, yeah, he was obviously... Yeah, so, know what they've done? <laughs> the promoter <laughs> got a trainee to go to the joke shop to get a pimp suit for like a Halloween <laughs> costume, right? So, they got, they got him to fucking... With the tiniest wee shitey hat... <laughs> Uh, this pure crap you can spit through this velvet uh, jacket to do the pimp I think in the end up he just came out with a, a, a Preston City Wrestling Some t-shirt I and um, there's this amazing gif because what the promoter also done was he hired lap dancers for the nightclub uh, next door they were used as the Godfather's hose. So there's this amazing gif of me stunning there with the Godfather's hose, and it's me and the Godfather with all these uh, uh, lap dancers for a nightclub in Preston Fucking, that is what dreams are made of. I seen Kent Akabashi and fucking Carl Luke Toon Hall in front of 75 folk. Do you know there was more Japanese press than there was punters in the crowd? The legend that is Kent Akabashi right, well. was in Carl Luke Toon Hall. It blew my mind that I got to see that. The, you know, there was a wee period there where the Japanese wrestlers, the, the big, these big giant Japanese legends of that era well you know they were travelling around the world and they were letting people kind of see them you know what I mean might have only been 75 people but in Kaluk? yeah but it was 75 it was in Kaluk Kanekabashi was in Kaluk well, it blows your mind well one of his great rivals Toshiaki Kawada mm-hmm. um, turning heel joining the Monster Army and listen I just want to say everybody out there you need to check out some of that Hustle Japan stuff because it's some of the most insane stuff you would ever, you would ever watch Steve Carino. I'm going to watch that. Carino oh, Carino was Carino, brilliant. Carino was fantastic. Carino in Hustle, was by the way. brilliant. I remember Carino. Carino, sorry, <laughs> he was in a main event in, Co- in in Comanok. The promoter thought that the flight was landed in Glasgow. Here it turns out the flight landed in Edinburgh. He was yeah. in the main event. They eventually have to send a taxi to Edinburgh to pick up Carino, who gets in the taxi, has to change in his trunks in the taxi for Edinburgh to Kelly gets to Kilmarnock Grand Hall just as he's about to fight the main event. Sorry, versus the Iceman. They called it on the fly and it was fucking beautiful. He's some guy, 
I met him at that same event. He was a sweet dude. He was a sweet, lovely guy. Um, and he was in he was in the same monster army that Toshiaki Kawada oh, joined. He was monster C C C C C C C. And also, 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 I used to speak to him in AOL when I was away. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I used to speak to him and when I because at this point I was probably about 14 or 15 that's Sean Kilmarnock and I said to him I goes look uh, um, <laughs> I think my screen name was Talk Wrestling FC because I was a big fan I Talk Wrestling the radio and he went yeah I remember you kid and he gave him an 8x10 to Graham <laughs> uh, thanks for the conversations on AOL signed Steve Carino that's mental mm -hmm. that's mad nowadays if a 14 year old boy contacted you on on the internet, you were just thinking it, it was one of the beast hunters <laughs> guys who Facebook. You went, you went. Here, mate, go on and sign my two by. I'll meet you doing the shopping centre. You sign my eight four by eight, eight by four. Fucking done. He tell me he was, tell me he was eighteen. No, he said he was fourteen. I don't even want a signed photo of your wrestling picture. I'm a beast hunter. You've been trapped. I'm a fifty-year-old woman who has got nothing better to do in my time than hunting pedos because I'm mentally disturbed myself. <laughs> I saw um, legendary British wrestler Kendo Nagasaki uh, getting halfway up 17 year old lass up the cat house <laughs> did you really <laughs> imagine just pulling up his wee pulling up his wee mask his wee 70 year old wee mouth like that wee tongue like that and a 17 year old lassie's mouth make that noise can you hear this noise that's the sound of Kendo Nagasaki getting halfway up a lass in the cat house that's fucking disturbing mate as uh, so there you go. Thanks for thanks to the audience for giving us these amazing encounters. That's, that's incredible. The honky tonk man was in Tesco. Aye, I uh, thought he'd be Mary of Sainsbury's man. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. Um, he was wrestling in Pres Preston a couple of years ago, and all, and uh, I wasn't involved in the match. Um, I think he was in a six man, but all I kept hearing him saying was, "I'm gonna take the bump for you." I'm gonna take the bump for you. You lay it in. I'm gonna take the bump for you. As if him taking the bump was like fuck. Honky Tonk Man's going to take a bump for you. She's going to bump for you. I'm going to take a bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Can you believe Honky Tonk's going to take a bump for me? <laughs> high point, high point. Yeah, Grado, have you had any other weird encounters with wrestlers? Well, no, but it was funny watching Kurt Angle and uh, the Carlisle Tesco <laughs> try to work the fucking self-service <laughs> checkout. It was brilliant. We's American Express cared and all that. Try to fucking bag and all that. Please remove the baggies from the bagging area. And he's fucking <laughs> totally, man. He's fucking... He was like a fucking fart in a trance trying to work it. It was hilarious. <laughs> I also followed Ric Flair into a toilet in the Hilton when I was a, when I was a boy. It was the worst thing I could ever have done, man. Because he blatantly knew I followed him into the toilet. He's doing a pee, I'm doing a pee. Obviously, two urinals. How do you know he was doing a pee, definitely? Were you, were you looking at him? I mean, I just spied him and went for him and, you know... It is embarrassing, but I did follow him to the toilet, a fucking gimp. But I was young. I was young. Mm -hmm. I was 27. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's standing there, and I'm like, Where's your Hall of Fame ring? Up in the vault. You enjoying Glasgow? Yeah. Can we get a picture? No. <laughs> Why no? Because you followed me to the toilet. <laughs> I, I, I never followed you. Yes, you did. You said that. And then I started saying to myself, you know what, fuck, I'm going to go for this. So I thought, do you know what? <laughs> I tagged him. No, I, 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 no, I, I says, um, I'm a mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to guys in the toilet. I'm a mark. I just say that to guys. <laughs> I shout uh, out to hole in the cubicle to guys. <laughs> I'm a mark. <laughs> when I hang to it now, man, it was fucking... 
Oh, Soton Barrison, man. Soton Barrison. And he walked up to fucking uh, Dalo Brown <laughs> after it and <laughs> was like, uh, can I have to say, watch that guy, he's falling men into the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> now at this point, man, I'm only, I, I was young, I was young, and I had just started out training, and one of my trainers was like, uh, make a name for yourself, fuck it, go up and start a fight with him, he's like, got to deal with Brown and call him Savio Vega, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? But uh, no, nah, it was actually that gutted that I went up to my bed and fucking get myself to sleep that I fucked up. You know why he embarrassed yourself in front of your heroes, do you? Aye, and then like the next day, man, I'm, I'm at breakfast and let Ric Flair walk by me and it was just, he could remember me and he just growled at me. It wasn't the same, because we, because the night I met Ric Flair was a different night, right? It was a much more dignified thing. He said he, he was a mark for Bumliston. He said when he, he was like, that's me, 11, kid, 11. And I was like, mate, fucking, I'm trying to appeal. Dale Brown, mate, up the road. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Grado, I want to ask you before we wrap up this wee bit, um, tell us about your entrance. Why, like, why like a prayer? Why all the, you know, because to me, it's the, it's the quintessential <laughs> Scottish baby face. Uh, no, what, why? Where did you get it? Everybody was using rock music. Everybody was using metal music. And I thought, I want something... I want something different for a start. Something different. And uh, I had heard the song Like a Prayer on Glee. No, I'd know it. I'd been aware of the song, but the Glee version was uh -huh. brilliant with a choir and all that. And I thought, man, that'd be tidy. Absolutely tidy to use that as an entrance. But when I was practising it in my bedroom, as you do, right? Because we all do it as wrestlers. Mm -hmm. they, you do practice. You, everybody has practised their entrance Aye. in their bedroom. And uh, there was a bit in it where it just stole and there's no enough beat to it so I thought I need for another version of this song and it was you know how on Spotify you have these covers versions of songs aye, aye. like it's just they, they're not even covers they're the exact replicas of the song so I found I think they're called uh, the Hit Nation they're called and they date every song under the, under the sun and uh, I remember, remember being at my mate Jordan's house on Spotify going through Spotify and I went that's the version right that's the version because I remember I was to make my ICW debut and I had to pick music and do you know I nearly picked Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader oh, oh no I way know, I know I know I, or I was going to use Real American by Hulk Hogan and just brass it oh my god and uh, like or like a prayer and I remember taking the CD up version of it and uh, I remember Louise Marshall who works who used to work at ICW we had to download it and burn it for the computer and take it to the CD player and like, we've done it once, never worked. Aww. Done it twice, never worked. And she's like, we just need to use something else. I was like, no, please. Me. So we tried the third time, it nearly never ha never happened. We managed to get it in. Me How much do you think right that now. would have affected? Fuck, I, mean, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now. Seriously? Seriously, Jesus. I don't. I don't, mate. No, definitely. I really, really don't. Because it's just some of these things are just, it's like magic in it. It's like all the different things all coming together. I always think it? about that, that if, if, I'm, if I did decide to use the Top Loader song or... Like a prayer, or if that CD never burnt, it freaks me out. Thinking <laughs> about it, I just think they wasted CM Punk's uh, return. <laughs> right. it's CM Punk's return was like as if like we'd be sitting here the new right having this podcast, and then we went like that. I knew, and oh, here's Jesus by the way. Jesus has came back, and he's sitting at his LGs like, all right, everybody, I, I'll just uh, he'll just tell you the uh, beer fifty two, get get yourself some beers and that. Cheers, Jesus. Right, see you later. I mean, that's what it was like. I know that I'm saying CM Punk is like Jesus. I'm right. not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, the only thing I can imagine has happened here, right, with a CM Punk situation, right, is that he's a guy who has always viewed himself as like the things he's done in his career have always been quite subversive and quite different, right? And I think there's maybe a wee bit of him that's thought, I'm going to deny the fans that moment 
of that big pop of me coming out at a wrestling match or whatever, I'm going to appear back in my the way that I want to do it and the way that I'm happy to do it. I'm not going to give them that big pop, that kind of... Because, you know, everybody knew it was, like, predictable. We are like, he's eventually going to appear on one of his wrestling shows, big, giant pop. Who's it going to be? We're well, talking about who it's going to be. And I think he's just... He's probably got a wee bit of pleasure out there puncturing that wee balloon and just appearing on that show in a kind of low-key manner. That's the only thing I can imagine, because... I think for most guys, I think a guy like yourself, guy like me, I'm not even a wrestler, I'd want to be coming out in the biggest arena in a mall. I'd be wanting to come out in WrestleMania, popping up, busting through the, 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 the ring. I should have cut through the ring like that when that red light bulb was on, when the fiend was in the ring. should have cut through, appeared through it with a mad mask on Aye. that said CM Punk across it. That's what I would have done. <sighs> I've been in his house. You've been in CM Punk's house? Aye. Did the alarms go off? Mm, don't remember, no. No, you were invited in. Tell you what happened. No, fuck. Right, we've got an exclusive here, guys. Wrestled, wrestled in Chicago, and uh, there was it was a six man I was involved in Chicago, America. And on the and in the in the six man, the the, the heel team had a manager, right? That was wearing a mask and was disguised and stuff like that. And we're uh, we're gone through the match backstage, and this guy shake his horn and all that. And I'm like, why is he wearing his mask and kind of thing? I was like, well, Mark. And um, we're going for the match, and he just suddenly starts things like flicking my ear and like jet slapping me and all that. And I'm going, Who is this? Fuck you, who is this? Guy? And I'm going, Who is this? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to Colt, and Colt was going, Me, I don't know. I'm going, Mate, I'm going to bust this cunt. I'm like, Why is he? He's, he's not even, he doesn't even know, he doesn't even know me. He's been too friendly around about me. He's been too, nice. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Who is this guy? So we did a six man, he's it, then imagine. Oh, that's an outside and all that. Doesn't he get involved in the match in any way at all? Yep. I come back and go, what was the point of that fucking manager even being out there? Why was he even there? So um, I'm like, get that guy away from me, man. I'm going to have my nut. He leaves and all that. And, and uh, so we then um, leave and we go back to Cabana's bit. And Cabana goes, oh, I need to pick up something for Punk. Um, he's left something. He's away training in uh, Seattle or whatever for UFC. And um, I'm like, what? Oh, you're kidding, man. We've got to punk this. We've got to punk this. We've got to punk this. Pulls up and he punks us because then he opens the door. So, so Cabana had a key? Uh, I don't know if it was a key or a code. Right. And uh, walks in the house and the cunt with a fucking mask is sitting on ch- the couch, unmasks himself. <laughs> it's fucking CM Punk. Fucking CM Punk Mate, that's was a, a manager. Was a manager. That's a brilliant story, on this by the way. Random fucking spot show in Chicago, downtown Chicago, and nobody knows about it. That's a better story than any of our guests on this podcast have told. That's why you are an amazing guy. Well, I've never been in CM Punk's house. Whose house have I been in? Uh, I was in the, the Jeanette Cranky's house. Have you been in the Cranky's house? She had a mask on as well, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he wants to put over the sheer size of Billy Gunn compared to the entire AEW roster. Oh, now, Billy Gunn, boy. did you see Billy Gunn on AEW? No. Nah. He was out What's in the doing? ring. Was he, did he get a match? Did he have a match? He was out doing a wee bit of work out there. No way, man. How do I see that? No. Well, watch it then. And he was, <laughs> uh, but he looked massive. Oh, he's a big boy. Oh, he's a big boy. Did I ever tell you about good. the time? Did I ever tell you about the time that he was on the same show as me in a rumble? And I says, look, mate, is there any chance I can get a line of your trunks? What music you come out to the night? He said he checked and he was coming out to the DX music there. Suck it. And I went, right, mate, any chance? Well, I'm after you in the rumble. Can I come out to ass man using your trunks? <laughs> and he was like, I neighbor. So he comes out, does his DX. It's him and Hardcore Holly in the ring. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 4, 4. I'm a nice man. I come out with his fucking trunks on. <laughs> my, my belly out, walking out to, to Dane Billy Gunn. Gets in the ring. 
Bob Hawley and Billy Gunn, and I just go to the ring and the ropes and went, used to suck it. And um, I swear to God, you ever seen that video? No, no oh, that's it's amazing. Oh, you need to see it. Yeah, that takes some balls, by the way. That's why you, that, that, because I don't, I'm no fear for these guys. A lot of folk are intimidated or I'm just getting shown. Holy fuck, look at this size. I'm just getting past footage of Billy Gunn. Oh, that's a wrestler, mate. I want to put this out to the listeners out there. That's right? a wrestler for you. See these listeners out there? I want them to picture this, right? And they're wrestlers themselves and they're on a show and Billy Gunn's on the show. In a million years, would you ever say to the guy, can I come out to your music and wear your shorts? Right, it's fucking it. unbelievable. Right, and there's a, I've, got, I've got this great picture of me standing there wearing these trunks with a fag in my gum and a pint and a, a can of lager in my hand. That's why you're <laughs> the best, mate. That's why you're the best. You had Vader's mask on as well, didn't I you? I fucking stank. Well, Vader's mask stank. Uh, aye, aye. I'd be disappointed oh, if it didn't he? Oh, that was brilliant. I've told you your story about what you said the next day, didn't I? Did oh, I tell you that? Aye, aye. But what I don't, know, I don't think stories? you've told the listeners, though. Right. Tagged with Vader. Mm-hmm. Right. I says, mate, can I wear your mask? Yeah, no problem, kid. Right. So I'm wearing the mask, and he's stunning in the apron going, this is good shit. This is good shit. This is good shit. And he comes in, and he gives about three chokes, lambs, does his Vader bomb, whatever. Probably comes back. That was a lot of fun. You guys know what you're doing. And then the next day he's got a match with Wolfgang and I can and he's he's in the same room as me. I can and I can hear him talking, talking about the match. Yeah, yeah, brother, yeah, anything. Anything. That match I had last night was the shits. <laughs> I'm like, mate, I'm fucking standing right here, Vader. Fuck's sake. Uh, I'm like that to my pals. Fucking he was all excited last night. Now you seen the match was shit. I was devastated. I love that story. Rest in peace. Hi, true wrestling. What I mean, what a guy he was. What what a wrestler. That's and a wrestler by I, the way. I always remember as well. I know he, he done a gig in TNA, right? He came <laughs> and he fought Bram. Anyway, here, kid, come here. Can I do my warm up with you? He's like, I'm like, I neighbor. Lock up with me. So I'm locking up. Lock up again. Lock up again. Okay, lock up. Right. Well, I must have locked up about twenty times. I turned around and Tommy Dreamer's just standing there, pissing himself, and he's like, <laughs> What am I fucking watching here? What am I watching? <laughs> Vader and Grado, she's constantly tying up. Uh, again, one, again, again. I'm going right now, but pure out of breath and all that. Tommy Dreamer's <laughs> like, what the fuck am I watching here? <laughs> Beautiful. We'll be back next week with another best of Wrestling Daft, where we'll check out some of our favourite bits for the great guests we've had. We've had some amazing guests on this show, by the way. Uh, so hopefully you'll tune back in just to hear some of that. Again, this is a chance to get your man, your da, into wrestling daft. Pin them down. Like, pin them down. Get them in a Texas clover leaf and slap a pair of beats into their ears. Kick kick a pair of beats into your ma's ears and get her to listen to Rab Florence and Grado on Wrestling Daft. In the meantime, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. And you can also spend your Christmas money that you got for your granny who died on New Year's Day. It's terrible that she died. Hold on, wait a minute. I said died on New Year's Day, but it's maybe no New Year when you're listening to this. It might not be. She died. Well, it's maybe New Year's Day last year she died. Anyway, your granny's dead, right? And she's gave you some Christmas money. So spend that inheritance on some of your merch. If you check out shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash wrestling daft, and I'm talking about a forward slash there, nay backslashes. Uh, you can buy some wonderful t-shirts. I have bought all of them. So until next week, up the road. It's just, hold on. It's yourself. Uh, it's good, isn't it? It's good. What does he say? It's, oh, aye, aye, man, it's good. What else does he? Oh, tidy, tidy. Ah, tidy. 
good. It's good, aye. Ah, no, no. TNA, TNA, aye, TNA. TNA, good. See you. See you. This is 4Network.